It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Private eye with a controlling mom who really is the worst now. Onto your favorite podcast where we bring all of our Todd takes for you.
right, we are here. We are back at one indescribable podcast talking about uh, not the show that we normally talk about. We're in between seasons right now. We have uh, finished up season one of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. So if you have not checked out the coverage there, you absolutely should because we had such a blast uh, talking about the season as a whole. Very excited next week to get into season two, but we're at a little bit of a pit stop here. Um, Talking about a show that, to be honest with you, I thought got canceled months and months and months ago. Um, only recently had we uh, discovered, I say we, uh, it was really just me that had discovered that the show is not only still on, but apparently doing numbers. And so we thought, you know, given the people we have on this particular pod, um, there, there was no other choice to do it. So I'll, so let me, let me just bring people in here. Lindy, um, first and foremost, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. It's so nice to see you for, for our weekly little chat here. Um, uh, welcome. Thank you. So excited to be here to talk all about Todd. All about Todd. Yes, that is it. I, I, I didn't want to bury the lead too much here, but also the preface is, is very important because I, I can almost guarantee you that without having our third co-host librarian Todd here, Todd the librarian, um, was way too many characters. If we didn't have Todd here, uh, we would not be talking about the show. There's just no <laughs> way that we ever would have done this, despite the other connections that it does have to the stuff we've talked about. So Todd, Todd the Librarian, the aforementioned Todd, the titular Todd, if you will, from this. Uh, Todd, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I just podcast about another show that has a character named Todd on it. Uh, so <sighs> that was... An experience. Every time Jess would say the name Todd, I'd go, oh, no, she's not talking to me. She's talking about the character on the show. So this is going to be a fun, fun podcast for me. Uh, oh, man, to keep I might be straight. too many episodes behind of Dawson's Creek. Is there? Uh, maybe it's how I haven't met. Okay, whatever. We'll get that's a different. That's a different <laughs> conversation. Um, okay, so we're talking about season one, episode one, the series premiere of So Help Me Todd, which has been airing, I believe, on CBS for the past uh like six months uh five months something like that like it's been on for for quite some time here um and we're, we went all the way back to what was it like september of last year so actually not that far ago um and and so here we are talking about so help me todd now the elephant in the room here um the show features skylar astin and and we have been talking about skylar astin so certainly that is probably the second biggest connection to this show outside of the the todd todd of it all like that you know that that has to be number one that's number one with the bullet we have a todd there's a todd in the show done uh if we ever find a show with uh lindy in it we're all in like we have to, you know so help me lindy um yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i would um, love a show where uh -huh. the main character is named lindy and if there is there might actually be one i'm but sure there is yeah there's gotta be i think there there's... was like a a, a a kids show on like disney channel Okay, like do you want to cover an episode of it? I'm down. If we can find it to watch, then yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, everything is on Disney+. Plus. I've seen, you know, so much so much random crap on Disney+. Plus. It's got to be there. We, we should, we oh, should go look at that's a good point. I forgot about Disney+. Plus. It might be on there. Yeah. Okay, well, stay tuned. Maybe we'll do that after we finish uh, <laughs> season two, as always. But right now, we're talking about Todd. Um, the Skylar Rest of it all. Okay, I don't want to, like, bury the lead here and bury my thoughts too much. Um... This was not great. I I did not really enjoy this episode of television. And my chief complaint is that I just don't understand what's going on or why it's going on or any of the character motivations or any of the legal stuff 
or any of the court rulings whatsoever um or the magician of it all i really like i did not understand so much of this episode despite watching it two times and i just like maybe i'm just having a tough brain day and that's that's potentially what's happening here but like also what is going on lindy you're giving <laughs> you you know you're giving me like the look here of like you did you you understood this perfectly right yeah so you're saying this was too complex you. Well, okay, I'm saying that it was like simultaneously <laughs> too complex where like we are using some of like the legal jargon and, and slang, but then also like not using it consistently, but then also kind of dumb where like Skylar Aston is getting these comically loud alerts based on some kind of movement that he's setting up with a prepaid cell phone. Like uh, like a you know, some of the some of the technology stuff, or like we're reading barcodes from a junk thing that uh has the, a barcode for like a the confirmation of the flight but has no details on the flight itself tell me what email you get with just the receipt on a barcode that is no information on the flight okay like there's some things in the show are just like okay what are, like what are we doing here and then I, I don't know how like deep we want to get into this but then there was the point where they were like trying to introduce the whole like Oh, they're doing new evidence. The new, um, uh, you know, new witness or is coming up and and whatever his mom's name was. Uh, uh, what is it? Margaret. Uh, Margaret was like, well, that's. I mean, you just can't do that. That's not with the legal theory. Like that's not allowed in this courtroom. Then the judge was like, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to allow it. And with no explanation, she was literally like, hey, this is against the law. What is happening? And the judge was like, mm, I don't know. It just was like, I'm going to allow it based on literally nothing so i just like there are so many things that i just didn't understand and then what kind of headphones does freaking todd have where he's putting one earbud next to the wall and he could just hear things perfectly <laughs> through the like i don't know am i the only one that's like what was this like what did i just watch i think we should get into your specific complaints at, like maybe after we dive into like what what is this overall <laughs> but <laughs> but overall um, I enjoyed it and maybe that just means that oh I'm just you know I'm just here for the ride I wasn't really thinking critically about it but I I found it enjoyable I was like okay like it had some humor it wasn't mm -hmm. I thought it would be really cheesy but it wasn't as cheesy as I thought and I thought it was pretty good okay I, I just want to set this up here Todd the show is so help me Todd. There is a lot riding <laughs> on your thoughts here. Uh like Lindy, I enjoyed it. I <laughs> yes. it's it's not uh it's not uh prestige TV to be sure. It's a, a little bit of a turn your brain off TV to a certain degree. I mean, I can see several of your complaints about you know that would never happen, but also it's a courtroom procedural on network tv i think i'm just immune to what worrying about whether these things are actually legally feasible or not but like it's a law show kind of or like is it i don't even okay here's the other thing i don't know that this episode was a great representation of what is to come and that is solely based on the commercials that i see for this show when i'm watching survivor um that's all that i have to base the rest of the season off of and i like i'm not 100 sure that what we saw this episode was really indicative of the rest of the season um but like 
I have no intention of finding out. <laughs> unless unless both of you were to like come here and say, you know what, Adam, we need to podcast about the show. We must watch the next whatever 17 episodes. I you know, I would do it. Like I would make the sacrifice for for the podcast, specifically for Todd, because it's will help me Todd. That would be I mean, that would be fun to have a Todd <laughs> pod on the pod. You know what I mean? It'd be great to have a Todd pod. But uh, you know, I, there was very little this episode that I was like, wow. I need this. <laughs> this is hilarious to me because I want to point out yeah. to the listeners that when we were talking about watching the pilot of this show for this bonus episode, mm-hmm. Adam was mm-hmm. like, well, we should cover this whole show, like, mm-hmm. you know, season one and then season two when it comes out. And mm-hmm. I was like, hold on a second. We haven't seen a single second of mm-hmm. So Help Me Todd. And you want to cover the whole thing sight unseen? <laughs> Listen, I was told, I, I, I forget which one of you told me this, but I was told that this show was was doing good, was doing numbies, uh, was was putting up good uh, good figures. And I believe I'm, we would have told you that is not indicative of its quality. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing I will say, um, so I watched this. I, I'm actually curious. You probably both have Paramount Plus if I, or, or something along those lines. I don't even know. I was watching this from a VOD on YouTube TV. And so it was still giving me commercials while I you know, was going because I wasn't like watching it live. I couldn't fast forward through them um, because I didn't. In no world did I think to record the series premiere of So Help Me Todd when it came out. Um, And so I am pretty sure that YouTube TV, despite having all of my personalized information, believes that I am a 45-year-old woman who uh, (laughs) is going through a tough time in life. That I'm like 100% sure that that is what YouTube TV believes based on those commercials. And it might be based on the commercials of the show that I was watching. So I don't know. Maybe the show is much better. You know what? I think this could be it. We should start diving into the episode. But I think that for me, um, the one thing that didn't work for me the most out of like everything else was Margaret. I did not find her an enjoyable character. I did not find myself reading for her. I did not care about anything she did. Like when that man, I have so much respect for someone who's like, you know what? I have seven years to live and I do not want to spend it with you. I'm going (laughs) to F off to Iceland and leave you behind. Like, I have so much respect for that man. You have no idea. Maybe we handle it in a better way. Okay, like you know, whatever. We can we can talk about that. But like that is who I am rooting for in this episode. It is not Margaret, and I think that like she might be, um, you know, uh, an indication of does the show work for you? Does this not work for you, Lindy? I feel like you're 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 a big Margaret person after one episode. Oh, you do? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just getting those I vibes. Strike you as a Margaret person? Yeah. I I honestly I didn't like her because I was oh. like she's so mean to her children. Yeah. Why? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, so you're okay. So Todd, are you a Margaret fan. person? Wasn't a fan. No, definitely not a. Margaret. Oh, okay. Everyone hates. Mar- All right, never mind. All right, so I have no idea what's a good indication of who likes or doesn't like this show. Okay, <laughs> well, I, I've I've you know went on for about ten minutes here, Todd. The aforementioned titular, it's really not the titular, but like for this, whatever we name this podcast has has Todd in it at least twice. Um, <laughs> so just f- be thinking about that as we go through. Uh, Todd, take us through, take us through So Help Me Todd, season one, episode one. Uh, and we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll give some thoughts here as we go along, but it, it only seems right to have Todd get us through Todd. So Todd, take it away. 
Ooh, all right. Felt, felt weird to say it a little bit. Dude. I mean, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's true. You haven't had to say it before. So this is season one, episode one of So Help Me Todd, entitled creatively Pilot. So yeah, not a whole lot of uh, creative thought going into the uh, title of the pilot episode. Uh, so uh, Todd Wright is a former private investigator who lost his license due to criminal charges we find out later on the episode and who now works part-time for an insurance company trying to expose fraud. But he lets his sympathy get in the way sometimes we see early on as he catches a woman in the midst of not following her doctor's directions and showing that she's not as hurt as she is. But after she pleads with them and he sees the kids, he lets her off and tells her, yeah, just you need to go back to work. Uh, he's also living in his sister Allison's house where he tries to pull his life together, which is apparently annoying to his mother, Margaret, who doesn't want him to be a leech on his sister. Uh, she also is upset because he has left all of his stuff at her house, which she is now to move into her new place. And so she calls and demands that he comes by her place to pick up the four boxes of things that made her house a garbage dump, apparently. Uh, yeah, Margaret immediately coming in being very bossy and controlling uh, she tries to call him he won't answer the phone so then she calls his sister and tells the sister to put him on the phone immediately and the sister goes to the path police resistance and hands the phone right over so automatically yeah adam not a fan of margaret or how she is treating her son at this moment in time yeah i mean she's the she's the worst um i personally don't have stuff at my parents house uh, there's like a lot, of, a lot of reasons for that. Um, a lot of it is they just simply threw it away. But like, do either of you two have stuff at uh, at your parents' houses? Not anymore. No. Uh, like whenever I was co- in college or right after college, I did have a lot of stuff at my parents' house for a while, but eventually mm-hmm. got it all out. I think the only stuff that's at my parents' house is stuff that I like lit my dad, uh, and just haven't gotten back yet. But most of my stuff is like with me. Yeah, I don't either. I've had all my stuff uh, with me for for a long time now. How about you, Adam? Oh, you already said you don't have stuff at your house. Never <laughs> mind. My brain. Oh yeah, that's it's... long gone. Yeah, they, yeah. they could not be bothered. There's uh, a piano back in Indiana waiting for me whenever I get like a real house, but it's not at my parents. It's at someone else's who wanted to. Never mind. It's it's not like you know. <laughs> One day when home ownership is actually available to people of my generation, I'll be able to put that piano somewhere. And until then. Yeah. Well, uh, Todd also can't uh, seem to get a house of his own right now since he is only working part time for this insurance company. And he can't even pay his mother back the $9,000 <laughs> that he owes her. Uh, but he does decide that he is going to go and try to pay her back. He goes to her apartment and slip, starts to slip an envelope on the door and she opens the door up. He's like, oh, I'm going to pay you back the $9,000 owe you. I can do $1,000 a week. Just don't cash it just yet. But he can barely get that sense out and never knows that she is devastated. And she's devastated because, come to find out, her husband Harry is missing. And we saw Harry leave the house when the movers were there earlier and just completely ignore the movers asking him for advice and Margaret keeps texting him and gets no response. But yeah, Harry is completely incommunicado. He's has not called. He's not at the old house or the new house. And he has disconnected his phone even. Uh, Todd goes straight into PI mode and starts trying to do everything he can to figure out where Harry might be. And they tracks down a possible address that Harry has started forwarding all of his credit card bills to. Um, so Todd and Margaret go and stake the house out. And while they're there, Margaret starts talking about the current case where she's defending a murder suspect. And 
Todd should know her because they tried to fix him up with her once, but she thought he was weird. Uh, but as they're talking about the case, Todd helps Margaret realize that the DA's office is pulling some shenanigans, trying to delay things while they wait for some new evidence. And so the two of them head to the county records office to or the courthouse to go through things and try to figure out what sort of evidence or witness the uh, prosecution might be trying to throw into the mix. Okay, ready for another problem that I have with this episode? Okay, so yeah. I the, the one part that I think that this show could be interesting for is a young person utilizing modern technology in, in a world that, like, all this crime drama, and I'm thinking about all of, like, the legal dramas of, like, the 2000s, you know, all that kind of stuff. Not a lot of technology happening there. I love how he was, like, whipping out his phone, going to TikTok, finding a video of this prosecutor, like, working out or whatever, like, quickly. My question though is that when you find a prosecutor blatantly lying and you have video evidence of this lie why is the initial reaction at 2 a.m to get into the courthouse to look for a record of of like what witness we're adding why did we not just wait until the next day hey your honor here's a video of the prosecutor literally lying about the thing that's happening right now uh, this is probably not okay. Like, wh why are we not doing that? Why is that not the legal course of action? Why are we breaking in at like 2 a.m. to uh, to find out what they're adding to the thing? That is a good question. I I don't know why they didn't <laughs> tell anyone about the guy lying. They have video. That's the whole thing. That's like, that was Todd's whole thing. He was able to prove that he had video. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I guess the it could be a thing where a uh, Margaret doesn't really trust talk talk to be an admissible thing. Uh, it might be enough to get her to suspect that something's going on, but it's not like a hundred percent hardcore proof that everything is going to lie. And like the video could have conceivably been recorded at one point and uploaded later, so it's it's not necessarily a hundred percent that yeah, it's proof that he was faking it during this time frame. Uh, but I agree. It's something they should have at least tried. There are too few things during this episode where I'm like, yeah, yeah, Margaret, may maybe, uh, maybe you're not as great a lawyer as, as everyone seems to think you are. Maybe there are a few things that uh, you could do. But it's also, I would think of nothing else, Margaret has this complete distrust of technology. She also has a complete distrust of her son's abilities. Uh, so even though at this point she is starting to accept that, oh, he might be onto something. I think there's still some resistance to going full force forward with whatever cockamamie theory it is that he's throwing out there. Uh, the whole episode, even whenever he's right about stuff, she refuses to give him any credit for anything. Um, and to be fair, they didn't really break into the, the office. Uh, he tried to break in, and then she, she came in through the other door was just like, what are you doing? Uh, Todd's uh, first instinct to lie in all situations is uh not great i like the character todd in general i think he's like it's skylar aston he's charismatic that helps a lot but every time he just like automatically goes into lying mode i'm like okay it's who he is as a pi it's part of his like mo i get it but also dude just just slow your roll just a little bit i really need him to not have a beard like i am <laughs> like i'm actually a little upset about the situation Linda, you're really? a beard gal. Have we talked about this? I'm sure we've talked about this at some point. Um, probably not. 
and this, I'm Linda, we've been on so many podcasts. I feel like I've asked this question before. I mean, I'm, yeah, I like them. You're a beard gal. Okay. I mean, I, I like, <laughs> I like, well, I don't, <laughs> people don't have to have a beard, but they can. And that's good. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not like issuing a mandate that everyone <laughs> must or must not have a, just like per, per, people are allowed to, you know, personal preferences. It seems yeah. like you're, you're a beard girly. Okay, I just don't keep calling me that. And just, just please don't do that. Big beard girly. Okay. But I had absolutely no problems with Skylar Aston's appearance in this show. Um, Is he hotter go. here or in Zoe's? Oh, here in Zoe's. Hmm. I think here. Okay, because this is so you really are. Beard. Maybe it is the beard. <laughs> <laughs> he probably looks exactly the same. Um. Wow. Okay, we're learning things about Lindy. I like. That. Well, I, it, to be fair, in Zoe's his character, you know, a lot of season one, which is what we've covered so far, he's just like pining after Zoe this whole time, and you know, so it's a different personality, and that that goes into the attractiveness as well. Mm, okay. Yeah, I think this is like way lower for me. Anyway, those are our little attractiveness uh, thoughts there. Well, yeah, do you I- want to add in his crazy ex-girlfriend and his pitch perfect? <laughs> I was going to say, I think it's like pitch perfect Zoe's CXG. Mm, no, pitch perfect CXG Zoe's and then this. <laughs> I love how we can rank and it's literally the same guy every time. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I they're all different. They're all, you know. Well, Todd, what's your ranking? Yeah, good question. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think Pitch Perfect first, and then probably Zoe, 6G, and this. Todd is not a beard girly. Wow. I like I'm, I'm definitely not a beard girly. I, I can like say that, that 100% <laughs> nice. I am not a beard girly. Yeah, okay, I did not like being called that, but the quote, Todd is not a beard girly, is, is perfection. Yeah. See, Lindy, <laughs> this, is why, this is why we have to make sacrifices to be able to call Todd not a beard girly. That's, you know... <laughs> The price we pay, it. yeah. I'll take it, you know. Um, but yeah. I, I'm thinking my ranking. So maybe Pitch Perfect, yeah. this, oh. Tommy Todd, um, Zoe's, and then CXG. And look, I'll just be honest. CXG is so low because of the whole character issue. That's a different <laughs> podcast. We've already done it. <laughs> You're telling me you're whipping that out at the 20 minute mark here? Just casually whipping out the Greg of it all? I said that's a different podcast. Well, you brought it on this podcast. Oh, my God. Uh, so uh, Todd and Margaret start going through the files and find out that the prosecution is going to bring in a new witness. But they don't have any information about who the new witness is. Just the idea that it's going to be bad for Margaret's case. So the next day, Margaret sends Todd to talk to her firm's main investigator, Lyle, for help uh, tracking down information about the address that they tracked Harry to. But Lyle dismisses Todd. And I, I enjoyed I enjoyed this sequence of Todd just like walking in, just kind of like, yeah, I need help. And Lyle just going, who are you? <laughs> and Todd just, oh, oh, my mom, she's practically your boss. And I'm like, uh-uh, no. Uh, and Lyle basically knows everything about Todd and his case. And then Lyle gets very, very upset because Todd had the audacity to eat in his office and leave crumbs. So as Todd leaves, Lyle whips out this little like hand vacuum and starts vacuuming up the crumbs. Um, so Lyle, a uh, 
very just like a, a party guy, just very loose and and relaxed, easygoing. I think he and Todd are going to get along great as the series that progresses. Um, I'm guessing that Lyle is one of the main characters. I I don't know that, but I'm just based on this episode. I'm guessing that. Yeah, that's that's my assumption as well. Uh, there's just too much of interactions here and at the end, and, and they're setting up yeah. this. They're setting up this bit of a, and they even set up that he and Todd are going to be co-workers because Lyle is also an investigator. So I figure that they're going to be butting heads constantly until they probably come to some sort of, you know, mutual respect at some point. Oh, they're going to be friends. They're going to be friends, Todd. I would hate that so much. Todd's going to wear Lyle down to the point where Lyle's not vacuuming up everything. Lyle, like, actually loosens up his tie, you know, and Todd gets a little bit more professional because of Lyle and they grow from each other. Hate it. I got to say, I'm on Lyle's side here. I mean, someone coming into your space and leaving a bunch of crumbs, that is really rude. I would be annoyed, too. I mean, how many how many crumbs were there? There were not. I mean, there weren't that. It was it was what from a from a donut. Is that right? Yeah, it's a donut. How many crumbs you make with a donut? Well, I wouldn't make very many, but it seems like Todd did. Todd, how, you are Todd. You speak for Todd in all cases here. How many crumbs do you make while eating a donut? Like, a, not a lot. Probably not a lot. I mean, if it's a glazed donut, sometimes the glaze will flake off a bit uh, if you're not careful. So that could cause a little bit more. I also think Lyle's probably someone who just sees a donut and just starts uh, backing up immediately, whether he actually sees crumbs or not, because he knows there are microscopic, invisible crumbs there, and he must get rid of them. That, that seems to be the sort of character that Lyle is. I, I hate Lyle. Just go <laughs> Wow. Lyle and I would not get along. <laughs> Such a square. <laughs> Boy, uh, st- strong strong takes from Adam. I'm so unused to that. Uh, so, as uh, Todd is going away, not able to get the information to help his mom, he runs into his ex-girlfriend, Susan, who also is a lawyer at the firm, and who he finds out is now engaged. We get this very awkward sequence uh, about, apparently she dumped him. Shocking, I know. Uh, but he mentions Talker to going to get the info he needed from Lyle. Uh, then he sees his mom's client's family and he gets suspicious about them and snoops on them a bit. He puts in his earbud and he slides his phone into the room with them so he can actually hear what's going on. And it seems that the the murder suspect's father and her uh, partner are arguing about something but he's not quite sure what. And then the the dad calls Margaret uh, uh, a name, and Todd is incensed, even though I have the feeling that he's probably said the same thing to his mom many times. Uh, so he uh, brings that up that night at family dinner, uh, where apparently the family's been having family dinner for months and months and months and just not inviting him because he and his mom have been in a fight for like the last two years uh so so it's his sister and her husband and then his brother-in-law's husband but he sorry his brother's husband but his brother isn't there because his brother is like chief of staff of the mayor of oregon or or governor of oregon i mean uh something like that and which is the mom is very very quick to point out in like the most obvious way oh that's right he couldn't be here because he has a very important job he's chief of staff of the governor of oregon a very important job and and todd and his sister kind of like exchange glances and roll their eyes a little bit 
Uh, but they start talking about the case and Todd brings up his suspicions and the mom gets upset because he mentions how he was snooping and she connects it to the reason he got his license revoked. And it turns nasty as he snaps at her for how he felt abandoned by her after his dad died and that her going back to school and becoming a lawyer and leaving him alone made him feel like he'd lost both of his parents, which is, it's a lot. It's a lot suddenly here, Lindy. Oh my gosh, this, okay, all this family drama, so many thoughts. So, first of all, this was like classic pilot. Oh, here's this big emotional backstory <laughs> moment. Um, but I was, this made me really just like Margaret. I was like, well, she sucks. Like, how, and she's, I guess, one of the two main characters and I'm supposed to, I suppose, like her throughout this show, I'm assuming, but... It does not sound like she has been very supportive of her kids, especially Todd, who is working. It's not like he's been doing nothing. Like, he has a job that pays him money, and she is so harsh. She also doesn't have a photo of him on her desk because he's not married. I mean, she's pretty terrible. Look, those are the rules, Lindy. You want a photo, you gotta get married. She even tells him, you get married, you're getting a photo on the desk. Uh, No, I... On the one hand, it feels pretty harsh from Todd. We don't know what their situation was when his dad died. Maybe financially, you know, she felt doesn't need what she needed to do to support the family. So I can give her a little bit of grace of that. But how she talks to the family, how she treats them all. She comes into her daughter's house and just starts bossing everybody around. Like, oh, remember that gift I gave you? Go get it now. We're going to drink that gift wine that I gave you. And her her son-in-law is even like, but that's my Cabernet. And the daughter's just like, just, just get it. Just get it. But yeah, she is so dismissive, so controlling, and everything that Todd brings up, she just shoots down. She instantly starts yelling at him whenever he brings up what he did, and it's it's not a good look for it all. I agree. She's not that likable in this episode. I think they try by the end to try to give a little shades of, okay, underneath that rough exterior, there is a heart, and I'm guessing that's going to be their journey throughout the show is her starting to thaw a little bit and starting to appreciate him more. We see a little bit of that, but yeah, just so much of how she treats the people in her life is just so controlling that it is hard to like her. Yeah. The weird part for me is like how close are Todd and his sister supposed to be, or like, or are we supposed to think they are? Cause like they do share that look, like you said earlier, but then also she's having like weekly lunches with her mom all the time. And like, I you know, like how, cl- I don't know, like what, what kind of shared stuff do they have? And then even like the aftermath of that scene of just like, you know, that's really harsh. Um, you know, just kind of came out, I think is, is something along the lines of what he said. So I, I don't know. Uh, the sister is not doing anything for me either is maybe another one of these problems of just like, I don't know. Um, I do like that Todd like felt good enough to just like speak his mind there. I think that that's really important. I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm not interested in a whole season about them like making up and playing nice the whole time. And like that be the story. I'm just not even remotely interested in that. And I just guarantee you that that's what's going to happen. So, I mean, that is uh, 100% the premise of the show. I mean, yeah, that's without what the question. show is based around. Yeah, without you know? question. So, so, yeah, if you if you can't buy into that as the thing to, that you would enjoy watching, then, yeah, the show is most likely not for you. Uh, well, the next day, uh, 
Sorry, I lost my place in the notes. Uh, so the next day, while following a lead on the missing Harry, Todd notices he's near the parking garage where the murder happened. He goes into PI mode again, and he starts snooping around, and he comes up with a theory about what the DA's evidence is, and he rushes to tell his mom. Uh, basically, he realized that there was this convention in town the night of the murder, and that it was a convention for people like with security cameras and things like that, security tech, and probably someone was able to park at the convention center and parked at this parking garage. And they probably had the tech there and it recorded the murder, but they didn't realize that they went back to their home country. It comes with this whole theory, but he says one thing that doesn't make any sense because he's so fixated on the suspect's partner being the killer. And the mom's like, oh, it can't be. If they had that, then they would be charging Nikki and not a... Uh, uh, whoever the the suspect name is, he's like, oh yeah, sorry, I went off half cocked. It's like her response is everything you do is half cocked. Uh, which again, mom, geez, a little support, please. Uh, but as they're kind of arguing about this, uh, alarms was going off to let him know that the package at this building that he had tracked down uh, is going. There's a, a tracker in it. It's going off. So they go to follow the package to the house of this person who is renting the house that they had tracked down earlier where Harry's mail was going. And they get there and find out that one of the people who lives in this house is actually Harry's end-of-life estate planning lawyer. Uh, and she immediately, since she hears Harry's name, she's like, I can't, I can't divulge client information, which, okay, they would have known he was a client if you hadn't said anything. So... You're not giving away information that you probably shouldn't have given away. But it's like, well, what do you do? Like, well, I am an end-of-life lawyer, but I can't divulge pirate. Again, you're giving away information right there. Uh, so, but while Todd is trying to get information out of them, trying to get more, Margaret notices Harry's laptop in a box marked for goodwill. And so she swipes the laptop and hurries them out of there so that Todd can do his technology magic to try and track Harry down. So that's when Todd's able to get into Harry's email and finds this uh, frequent flyer miles receipt for the airplane ticket that doesn't have information what the ticket's for, but does have the date information in the barcode itself. And figure out that the flight is leaving the next day, but Margaret would love to be there, but she's going to be in court. And Todd, of course, says, well, I think I have a way we can be in both places at once, which turns out to be, yeah. Put your earbuds in and I'll call you and you'll be able to listen to whatever goes on, which isn't really being in two places at once, but okay, sure, whatever. Um, so Adam, I know this is one of the things you had probably, oh, we didn't even mention that being a magician. I didn't put that in the notes because it's just such a huge red herring. It's like, it's just there to confuse the issue, uh, I think. What was the magician? Like, like, like what was, what was it? Linda, you're, you're a magician. What was this? Yeah, I have to say the the part about the magician and the estate lawyer was the most confusing part to me as someone who only watched this episode one time. I was like, so so he gave his address, but this magician lived there, but they went to the magician's shop and and it was a different guy and they found his real address with his wife who's the estate lawyer. I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand it. Why why was the guy's address connected to the magician <laughs> I don't i'm know. asking you lindy you're yeah. the magician I don't know. <laughs> this so, made very little sense this to is me. some real you know sleight of hand like no one knows what's going on 
No, what this is is some real bad writing. Like I, <laughs> that's all this is. So the the magician was rent had just started renting the place that Harry's mails. The the magician and his wife were also in the process of moving, much like Margaret is in the process of moving. So the place where they wound up finding them was their old house before they move into their new house. But the mail was being set up to forward to the new house. But they followed this package that she picked up and took back to her old house. Uh, and the magician of it all is just because the house is rented in his name, but he's not the one that actually has a connection to Harry. It's his wife that has a connection to Harry. So okay. Harry was sending his bills and stuff to the, the lawyer, lawyer so she yes. could handle all of his stuff. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Why did she have his laptop? Uh, because he gave his stuff away. It was in the box marked Goodwill. He was giving them, I guess he gave them all of his stuff. So they could give it away. Uh, he was like making clean cuts. Are they moving yeah. in or out? Do Who's <laughs> moving where relative wait, to wait. this house that they found the laptop in? They're moving out to the to the apartment which Todd. No, has no, no. Who's they? Who's they? The lawyer, I, uh, and the, the, magi magician. the magician, and his wife. The lawyer. Okay, so Harry put his stuff in a box, marked Goodwill. Instead what? of taking that box to Goodwill, took the, took that box to this lawyer's house for her to take it to Goodwill. Is that's that what, what I like? He just dumped his old crap on his lawyer, and she was like, "Okay, yeah, I'll donate that for you." Apparently. Is that what happened? Or was that the house they they moved out of, and are now may, moving into this new house? And maybe that there's is his move end of life but... lawyer moving into his old house. <laughs> is that what's happening? No, no it's, it's not. It's not his house that they're moving into. It's it's not his house. No, 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 no. His old yeah. house that they're moving out of. Adam okay. means the house from the beginning yeah, where yeah, yeah. Harry leaves. No. <laughs> That'd be funny. I don't know. I have no idea. Another twist. <laughs> and then and then this I this part really annoyed me because uh, like this guy's supposed to be so good tech right like that's his whole thing that is todd's whole thing and he pulls up this receipt that's like hey here's a barcode of a plane ticket but we have no information on the plane ticket and he's like he has no idea what to do with this and then it's freaking margaret that's like hey zoom in on those numbers <laughs> zoom in baby because that's where the that's where the gold is and he zooms in and it's like oh well there's a date that's enough that's enough to go on guess what it's tomorrow he's leaving tomorrow I like this is just so dumb. Not one time were you ever going to receive a receipt for a plane ticket upon which you have no information about the about the plane ride. Like you're always going to have something there. There's never just going to be a, a singular barcode that also has the date on it for some reason. It just makes no sense. I was like his whole shtick is supposed to be that he is proficient with technology and is a good PI and he did no work here from the barcode to the airport. He did no work. Nothing happened on his end in his mind with this. Uh, he was told to zoom in on the barcode and that's it. And in, in his defense, it makes absolutely no sense. There would be a barcode that had the date and no ticket and thing. So why would he think to look at it? It's only the mother who doesn't understand how technology works that understands that this completely big. <laughs> it doesn't excuse the bad writing though, Todd. It doesn't no. excuse the bad writing. Adam, no, but I'm, I'm defending Todd, Adam. I'm defending Todd at this moment. <laughs> I agree with you that the barcode thing makes no sense. But to me, what's funny is that he's like, oh, the flight is at 10.10, 10, and then she's like, oh, well, I have to be in court at that time. But, like, 
okay, if your flight is at 1010, you're going to be at the airport before that. Why can't you <laughs> yeah. just go earlier? Oh, don't even That's... get me started about the airport of it all. Don't yeah. even. When we get to that point, hell hath no fury. <laughs> well, we're there. We're like there, a post 9-11 out of an airport yeah. scorned. Yeah, um, but oh my no, God. I'm, I'm with you, Lindy. That was like my business. Look, you have to get to the airport like hours before your flight leaves, you know, to or you're supposed to. So yeah. It's at the flights at 1010. You get there at night. You stake the place out. You stake the other places. You stake the freaking airport out and wait there for them. It's the it's not like, oh crap, the flight is leaving in like half an hour. You gotta go to court. I gotta go to this. No, it's the next freaking day. So yeah, I I I'll agree. That made absolutely no sense. That was like the my big like, come on, guys, what are we doing here? Moment of <laughs> some people are like that though. I will say some people are like they can get there within an hour of their flight and not feel this any was anxiety. This an international flight. Now, Listen, I know I, they didn't know that, but, <laughs> but I mean, even so, here. <laughs> even if they don't know when he's in there, they know that they can get there early. They don't have to be there right at the time of the flight. It's yeah, that that was my big my big complaint about the episode right there. That was the, the one thing just like, God, come on. Uh, but anyway, but they have found this information. And so. Margaret's in court. She's listening over the phone in her earbuds. Todd's at the airport, and they figure out that uh, Harry's going to fly to Iceland because that was on his bucket list. And Margaret hears over the loudspeakers the flight to Iceland is leaving. And it's like, oh, bucket list, Iceland, go. And so Todd's like, oh, but I can't get in because I don't have a ticket or anything. And then he sees the woman he helped at the beginning of the episode. And he's like, you owe me, so break all sorts of federal laws and sneak me onto the airplane because that's not problematic as hell mm -hmm. at all. Uh, so he dresses up like he's a custodian. And uh, I mean, we have, to, we have to talk about this because, like, <laughs> he just gets on the plane. They just, just, like, let him, let him get on the plane. She, the, okay, we'll say I liked that we brought the woman back from the beginning uh, into the airport. I, I actually, I'll give credit where credit is due. I enjoyed that element of it. That was kind of fun. However, it looked like she was sweeping a floor in a terminal. Notably, not a flight attendant or airline executive with access to a plane as it is minutes from departing, if not fully boarded and about to depart. And somehow, somehow, Todd is able to basically put on a fake mustache and walk right on to the plane with no dis I mean, there was basically no disguise here whatsoever. Hey. It was like, oh, I, I, I lost something in the back. <laughs> what? What do you mean you lost something in the back? And we just all buy it? And he just gets onto the plane? In no world post 9-11 is this ever happening you are first of all you're not only not getting past tsa number one uh you're never getting on the plane ever there's no world you're ever getting on the plane this was so frustrating because there was just no need for it they could have had them interact outside of the actual plane it would have been fine to have them interact in like the waiting area it would have been fine to have them interact in an auntie Anne's. like it would have been absolutely <laughs> fine had this not happened on the plane it would have been it would have been fine why are we doing it on the plane <laughs> That would have been incredible if he, 
he tracked him down in line at Auntie Anne's. Wouldn't that have been fun? That Mark was like, been... his favorite airport food is Auntie Anne's. Yes. Okay. <laughs> There's it. There it is, Lindy. He's like stalks him on social media and finds a bunch of pictures of him eating pretzels at Auntie Anne's and knows where to go in the airport. It's already better and it makes more sense than it's on the plane. And we came up with this in two freaking seconds. Oh, I love Auntie Anne's at the airport. <laughs> I'm so serious. Like... <laughs> I am heading straight over there. <laughs> I just don't get it. Oh, this annoyed me so much. Yeah. So, so Todd is in his masterful disguise as Betty. Uh, has a name tag and everything. So obviously he's going to be able to easily slip past security as Betty. Uh, but he finds Harry and confronts him. And Harry tells him he's heading to Iceland to live out the rest of his life without Margaret because she's too controlling. And Harry's like, the doctors told me I only have seven to ten years more to live. And I was like, wait, what? And then so I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't want to live with her. I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, I can see that. But again, you have to fake your death. Isn't there an easier way to do this than going through all this trouble to fake your death and let the woman who still loves you think that you died? That's pretty freaking cruel. I mean, I know she like she sucks in a lot of ways, but the she apparently loves you and you like just bought a tv for the new place that you're moving into together and i guess maybe you thought the tv would fill the hole in her heart she could she can control it instead of him i guess it's maybe his thought process i don't know uh let me just tell you Todd, there is not much that uh i mean a tv can fill the hole in your heart i can confirm that that is accurate <laughs> so just fyi to the people especially if it's good like a know. you know good enough tv also, okay. I have to say, my favorite line delivery of the episode was when Skylar Aston was like, seven to ten years? <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I re I rewound it and watched it again. I thought it was great. Yeah. And then Harry has the audacity to tell Todd, also, you need to stop this fight with your mom. It's stupid. Which, dude, you are abandoning this woman and going to another country so you don't ever have to see her again. But it's her son who's being stupid here. Okay. Uh, but he does let slip that Margaret has apparently been working behind the scenes trying to get Todd's license reinstated for the past two years, something that Todd had no idea about. And Harry says that it's because that she loves Todd and would do anything for him. At this point in time, we find out simultaneously that Todd's theory about what happened with the witness is pretty much correct that it was someone from the convention center that they had come and parked there and their technology had recorded the murder. But even though the person who committed the murder looks like the, the person being prosecuted, it was actually her mother who looks very similar. And Margaret realizes this. And then of course does the, the perfect thing, the, the most logical thing, the, the standard play, as they might say in Schmiga Dune season two, the standard play, whenever you realize this sort of thing, you get up and tell the, the judge that your uh, client is pleading guilty now and that you hope that she doesn't have to do like life in prison just so that the mom will stop going no it was me i never thought they'd pin it on her it was an accident and everything is right with the world uh just like you know i'm sure if we were asked a uh, friend of the podcast tom palmer if this is how things work in courts uh, he would give us like a big thumbs up this feels like completely 100 percent real world how legal cases work I, I i would not subject tom to this show like truly i don't think that we need to put him through this um just, I, I mean okay also when they're showing this video how does no one else realize that it's the mom 
especially I don't know I don't know the names uh, just straight up whatever I have no idea what the daughter's name is or or what the mom's name is I really don't even care to be honest with you but how does the daughter not realize hey uh that's not me like how like how <laughs> how is that not a realization that she has in this moment well I'm pretty sure she realizes it's not her I'm pretty sure the daughter knows that she didn't go up and kill the guy so she, uh, I mean, but, she but whether she realizes it was her mom who did it or not because you never see the face and all and i think the daughter might not think that her mom is capable of murder might not realize that her mom has access to a gun which we find out later the whole suspicious thing was that a, a she had had a gun but the dad and a, a partner had hidden it from her because they were afraid of her hurting herself but the mom knew where it was so she had easy access to go uh, kill this guy who'd assaulted her daughter uh, but yeah, I also agree that, I mean, even though she and her daughter look similar, I think it's like pretty obvious immediately. Yeah. That's not, that's not the daughter on the, on the film, no matter how grainy it was. They didn't make it grainy enough. I think is the problem. I think they need to made it. If they made the video like even grainier, so it's a little hard to make out, but you still see like this blonde one with the gun. There's maybe a little bit more, but it was pretty obvious to me that it was not the daughter in the shot. And it feels like that's, a whole heck of a lot for the prosecution to rest their case on a thing that I feel like it'd be pretty easily proven that that's not her, at least reasonable doubt thrown into the mix. Um, but it uh, doesn't matter because the mom confesses and all is right with the world there. Meanwhile, Todd is in airplane jail and his mom comes to bail him out because, you know, I mean, he just like, no, snuck under an airplane. I mean, what's what's that going to get you? A little slap on the wrist, maybe community service. I mean, there's no, there's nothing bad about sneaking under an airplane, right? I mean, I'm sure that's just like never going to come up again. And I'm, I'm serious, that will never come up on the show again. He's not, he's not blacklisted from any flights. He's not on the FFA watch list. He's not on any FIA. I can pretty much guarantee that this is never referenced oh. again on the show. You know, uh, I, I would be amazed if it ever came up as a plot point on the show again. Uh, but she tells Todd that uh, his basically, you know, realizes that his theory was right. And you got to see like the realization come onto her face during the court case that, oh, his theory about the, the camera was correct, even if his final conclusion was wrong. And so she finally tells him that uh, he's actually is pretty good at what he does. And his response is, yeah, I know. Uh, so, okay, Todd. Okay. Uh. Okay. Again, I'm just going to say, no, he's not. Like, like what part of this episode made us think that he is good at this job? I think he, he did lots of people. stuff. He tracked down lots of people. He, I mean, the, the the one thing that he did wrong was he didn't automatically figure out the ticket before his mom saw the numbers. And it's not like he was agonizing this for days. Like his mom saw the numbers and thought that these numbers might mean something. Even though most of the time barcode numbers just mean it's part of the barcode. It's not actual information. So the fact that he didn't think to look at it, I'm not going to ding him too much on that. But he did lots of work in terms of tracking down the address where Harry mail was going to and then track down where this uh, the magician shop where the package was and then track that to the lawyer to find out what's going on with Harry got his laptop. I mean, he figured out a lot of stuff. He figured out, he didn't figure out exactly who the person was that had recorded the stuff, but he was able to take the pieces together and come up with the theory of this thing that no one else had any thoughts about. So yeah, he's not the best PI in the world, but to say that he did nothing, I think is going a little too far. Mm -mm. Also, what was the baby? I remember, remember the baby 
that was the the landlord the landlord of the house who was checking on the house that was his baby (laughs) i was like what are you talking yeah no they were because i i i don't know i that that went so far over my head i had no idea that that was that was tomas the landlord who a a todd called and pretended to be an fbi agent to find out more about uh, who rented the house how many illegal things did todd do in this one episode oh quite a few okay quite a few Cool. Not, yeah, I'm not saying he's an upstanding citizen or anything. Uh, but uh, so yeah, the mom admits that he actually, you know, does have a knack for this PI thing and that maybe she should stop being so controlling and let him be himself, and that she's willing to help him do that by getting him a job at her firm because her prime investigator just had a baby on maternity leave. So Todd is gonna go work for his mom. Uh, while Nadia, I believe her name was, is on uh, maternity leave. Uh, but at the office, it becomes very quickly apparent that she's still going to try to control him and that he's still going to rebel. Also, Todd sets up a donut party in Lyle's office and leaves him a note, uh, great to work with your partner. So uh, yeah, that friendship is just about to spring into existence any episode now. I can feel it. I wish someone would set up a donut party in my office. Like by office, I do mean my apartment, but <laughs> I don't know, like it would still be very fun. I guess Todd and I could send donuts to your apartment. You could. I'd be yeah. down. But would it be a party if it's just you? We need like invite people to, sh- to randomly show up at your apartment as well. I mean, you do you. However, however you want to <laughs> best facilitate it. I, who says no? <laughs> All right. Uh, duly noted. Uh, make make a note of that. But yeah, uh, so Margaret has given Todd uh, new clothes to wear because the clothes he's wearing aren't as professional as she would like and also gives him a bus pass because she doesn't want him to drive his jalopy into the building. And Todd's response as she walks off is, I'll wear the shirt and I'll wear the tie, but I will not ride the bus. And that's him like planting his flag and his act of rebellion against his controlling mother. And that's the end of the episode. So... I'll, I mean, I'll just spoil this here. Uh, I have I have very little intention of watching further unless we are doing it for the podcast. It sounds like both of you are much more inclined to watch more episodes. Am I? I mean, am I? Uh, but I don't necessarily see either of you actually doing it. Maybe Todd does because Todd binges like I've never seen someone binge before <laughs> ever. Um, but Lindy has a pretty long list and I'm, I don't know. So I, we'll start with Lindy and we'll save Todd because it is it is the Todd show. Lindy, are you, are you watching more? Are you watching more Todd? <laughs> more Todd the librarian every week here on One Indescribable Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so help me, Todd. So I will say I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. And I was thinking like, yeah, I could watch this. Oh. Um, so I'm definitely interested in watching more episodes. I don't know how soon that will be because as adam said i've got a long list of shows that i watch and so um it 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 just depends but i'm interested in it so it can happen uh that is a classic lindy answer um todd are you watching more todd uh Possibly, yeah. It's, again, I also have tons of TV to watch that is much higher in my pretty queue, but I can see this being a thing that whenever I'm working out, want to have something kind of mindless to watch that I could just throw this on so I'm not having to like pay a whole lot of attention. Uh, I can see it being like kind of like background TV watching for me. It's not a show that I think I'm going to, unless it improves drastically. Because uh, I'll say I enjoyed the show. 
I thought that the characters were interesting, especially Todd. I, I thought Todd, Skylar Aston again, does a whole lot. But I liked his sister. I liked his relationship with him and his sister. I think that there could be some fun with Lyle as a comedic foil for him. Uh, I wasn't quite so much into the the ex-girlfriend of it all initially just like oh no all right this is going to happen whatever but she was kind of like a nothing burger in this episode she was kind of there just to be awkward and again the mom in this episode was so overbearing it was obnoxious but there is that little bit of like her loosening up at the end so i think if they tone her character down even just slightly because i like marcia gay harden I just don't particularly care for the version of the character that we got in the pilot. But they tinker with shows a lot. So I think if I watched a couple more episodes and her character began to soften just a little bit, it would do a lot more for me wanting to keep on watching. Now, was the story ludicrous? Yes. Does anything that they did make sense? Mostly not. But I don't watch a CBS procedural show for things to make sense. I watch it for to be entertained by the the goofy characters and i was entertained by the goofy characters fair enough uh i don't really watch cbs procedural shows so you know uh <laughs> regardless of how i'm trying to be entertained uh but we did it we talked about uh, the series premiere so help me todd um the one the one positive here we got to talk about todd and so yeah. big big todd episode so I do want to bring in the a uh, over in the patron discord a uh, friend of the podcast Emily Reed. She did watch this episode because we were podcasting about oh, it. Oh no, so, Emily! So I wanted to give Adam a chance to apologize to, to Emily. Yeah, I figured he probably wanted to. That's uh, our bad. We'll we'll own that one. Uh, but uh, her her thoughts were it was fine. The writing felt awkward in places, but hopefully that improves as they develop the characters better. She wasn't hooked after one episode. It was whatevs. So that was uh, yeah. Kind of, you know, kind of the feeling of many people, I feel like. But I don't know. I've seen much worse. Uh, I've seen much, much, much better as well. So it is kind of like it was enjoyable. I'll, I might watch more, but I'm not expecting it to happen anytime soon. Okay. Well, just for fun, let's, uh, let's, let's, you know, do a little ranking here. Let's, uh, who, uh, who, Todd, I, I do want to start with you. Because we just have to. Todd, who made your heart sing in this episode? Uh, if anyone. You can reserve the right to say no one. I mean, it, it pretty much has to be Todd. Uh, not just because we share the same name. Because if, if, if you listen to the Shit Money Show taught you a podcast, uh, most of the time Todd's in uh, fiction, in TV shows and movies are usually not great characters. Todd has kind of become a name that gets associated with like the douche bro type things a lot of the time. Mm. Uh, so it's rare for me to find a Todd in TV that I actually, you know, like the character of. Uh, so the fact that he's named Todd is actually makes me maybe a little bit more critical of characters sometimes than anything else. But again, the Skylar Aston of it all helped a lot. I did like the fact that he was like, quick on his feet, trying to figure stuff out. Even though he's fine with his mom, he's trying to help his mom. As soon as she sees that she's in pain, he's trying to help her. Uh, yeah, the fight with her at dinner was not always a great look. Him sticking onto the airplane, Todd, dude, what are you doing? Uh, but overall, out of all the characters on the show, a, a, he made my heart sing more than anyone else. Okay, Lindy, who made your heart sing? Well, so help me, Todd. <laughs> 
It was Todd. Uh, I enjoyed him in this episode uh, to echo what our Todd said. Yeah, he made some questionable decisions, such as the airplane thing. But that was so far removed from reality that, like, who cares? It was entertaining. Um, So I liked him in this episode. I think given how his mother acts towards him, he was pretty, pretty nice to her, honestly. So kudos to him for that. Um, and while we're on the subject of the name Todd, like I now associate that name with good things because of our Todd, the librarian. Uh, but I had not remembered this until just this moment. Um, when I was a kid, I had some of those like Build-A-Bear things and they're not always, well, they're not always bears. (laughs) Okay. That's why I call them things. Because I had like a turtle and I had a dog and like a bear. So they weren't all bears. But I just remembered now that I had a dog one that I had made and I named him Todd. Hey. So I guess I've always liked the name. Okay. Uh... (laughs) I was like, okay. (laughs) I'm really tempted to not give. I mean, this means nothing, but I'm really tempted to not give one to anyone. But you know what? I, you know, who made my heart sing this episode? Harry. Harry. What a freaking (laughs) guy! Just leaving her to go to Iceland to spend the rest of his days. That just, we love to see it. She's the worst, and and we love him. So there you go. Uh, again, just for fun, who stomped on your heart? this episode Todd who who stomped all over your heart did not allow your heart to sing I mean Margaret yeah it, it's pretty easy choice for me she's just so controlling and just so dismissive of everything that Todd does through the entire episode until the very end where she gives him a little bit but then as soon as she hires him she's also controlling him again uh it's not a great look as she is like awful everyone they even have but they have the scene where his ex-girlfriend like oh your mom is so supportive she's such a great mentor she always lifts me up and Todd's response is like yeah okay because <laughs> but that kind of makes it even worse where like she's horrible to her family but in the professional setting she's nice to everyone and lifts everyone up but she's like super controlling and awful to her family though i know it's supposed to be portrayed as like she's trying to protect them she's trying to do what she thinks is best for them but it's just so smothering and awful that yeah margaret is the one who stomped on my heart much like she stomped on todd's okay lindy who stomped on your heart yeah, it's pretty obviously Margaret. Uh, from her very first conversation with Todd in this episode, I did not like the way that she was speaking to him. And it just got worse throughout the whole episode. Um, I can tell they're maybe going to soften her up. She did add his photo to her desk, but she should have done that in the first place. Um, so, yes, I did not like her. However, she did have the best line of the episode to me, which was, Good God, Todd! <laughs> so... Silver linings. <laughs> Good God, Todd. Uh, okay, the person who stopped all over my heart this episode was the freaking judge, okay? I am so upset at that judge. It was the stupidest part of the episode when they're like, hey, there's this. here's this legal rule. Here's this law that's in effect. And judge is like, eh, nope, I'm going to allow it. Screw you, judge. Uh, you stopped all over my heart this episode. So there you go. Um, okay, let's get, let's get the heck out of here. Uh, Okay, Todd. Todd, so help me, Todd. Good God, Todd! What are you doing these days? What are you up to? Where can people find you at? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Librarian Todd because Todd Librarian was too many characters. You can find me over on Post Show Recaps with Adam talking about Schmigadoon Season 2. We are 
about to cover the final episode of season two. I think the day that this drops, our coverage of that will drop as well. And it's very sad, very sad indeed. This show is over because it has been a delight to watch and a delight to talk about. But if you haven't given a shot, then Adam, I both highly recommend that you go and uh, watch Schmigadoon because it is a blast. Uh, I also just recorded an episode of Shit My Show Taught Me with uh, Jess and Sarah talking about Dawson's Creek. Uh, season six, episode six, which is the last Halloween episode of the series. I had to get at least one Halloween episode in talking with them before the show was over. And it was fun. I discovered that Jensen Ackles was on the show, which I had somehow completely forgotten that Jensen Ackles had been on the show uh, pre Supernatural and Smallville and all of that. So that was a interesting surprise. Uh, amazing. Yes. I, I just cannot recommend, uh, Schmigadoon enough. Like season two has just been outstanding. We've had, uh, Troy on last week. We're going to have a very special guest this week as well. Just so much fun over there. Lindy. So help me Lindy. Wait, is there like a, is there like a pun name, like a phrase that kind of like we could rhyme or like maybe sli- I, like something there with Lindy? Like, is there, is there anything? The Let's Lindy, think about it. The I'd Lindy love city, that. uh, yeah, I- gone with the Lind um <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out that feels uh, like a, 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 lindy straws like bendy straws uh, hmm. uh i don't know about that <laughs> let's think about it and um we'll okay come back. yeah we'll come back to it uh in the meantime though lindy what are you up to these days where can people find you yeah on on twitter at tv lindy and our podcast twitter at one cxg podcast because every week uh we cover zoe's extraordinary playlist we used to cover uh crazy ex-girlfriend and up here and i'm saying that in case there's a super fan of so help me todd who is just listening to us because they love that show (laughs) if if there's a super fan of so help me todd after listening to adam eviscerate this entire hour (laughs) i doubt that they will want to listen to us talk about anything but we actually like the other shows that we cover Mostly. And Skylar yeah. Aston is in so many things that we talk about. Okay. Yep. We're going to rename the show Skylar's the Limit and talk about all this stuff. Okay. Listen, Ooh, if yeah. someone, okay, first and foremost, we're like 18 episodes into season one of So Help Me Todd. If someone is coming to this just now for an episode one podcast because they desperately loved the show and needed more content, just let, I, honestly, like, I, I don't even know. I'll buy you a box set of So Help Me Todd when it comes out on DVD. <laughs> that, I'll, like, I, I, you know, I will do something for you here, okay? Because that, that would just be insanity. Um, okay, I'm Adam H. You can find me on Twitter, Panama and Adam1, as well as a couple other places on post-show recaps uh, that, uh, that Todd said as well. Spring of Dune is bad. We're having a ton of fun over there. Uh, also talking about Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Reunion with the amazing Brooklyn Zed, as well as How I Met Your Father Season 2 with Sarah Ferguson. And then, of course, uh, Doctor Who over with Kevin and Melissa. Next week, however, on this very podcast here at One uh, CXG Podcast, we'll be talking about Season 2, Episode 1 of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. We are getting back on track. We are getting back onto the show that we normally cover, which is very, very exciting. I cannot wait for that to happen. Um, Todd is giving me a look as though you have more to say right now. What do you got, Todd? I just, uh, it came up earlier and I just want to say the TV show that has a main character named Lindy from the Disney Channel is called I Didn't Do It. And it's about two twins <laughs> named Lindy and Logan with Lindy played by Olivia Holt. So if anyone out there is itching for some more Lindy in their life, you can go see if you can track down I Didn't Do It. Well, let's watch that after <laughs> season two of Zoe's. <laughs> Oh no. Why not? <laughs> okay.
Let's let's get okay. All the stuff that I just said before. We'll be back next week to talk about. I almost didn't even send it to Todd. I was so tempted to just get us out and keep going. I was expecting you to like. I knew it wasn't gonna be okay. (laughs) We'll be back. We're gonna be what? We're gonna be what? We'll be back next week with season two, episode one of Zoe's extraordinary playlist. And until then.